Welcome back to the Focus B Show. This is Katie Stoddart here, aka The Focus B. And on this show, I interview high performers and leaders around the world to discover their secrets on peak performance, productivity, mindfulness, and leadership. So if you want to take your performance and your leadership to the next level, then you're in the right place. Listen up and connect with the magic. Really, really excited about today's topic. We're going to dive into the three levels of happiness. And happiness is a complex topic. I realized that I won't be able to cover it all in one episode, but I feel that these three layers are really fundamental for us to understand the ways in which we obtain happiness and maybe to sort of shift your perspective on what actually makes us happy. So the first method is probably the one that we all know of and the one that we all default to. And by happiness in this case, I mean when we're feeling content, when we finally obtain what we want. So most of us, when we're feeling unhappy or dissatisfied or annoyed, we seek happiness in a goal, in a result, in an outcome. For example, if you're not happy in your work, you will look to find another job. If you're not happy in your relationship, you will look to find another relationship. If you're not happy in the place that you're living and you're not satisfied with where you live, you think that you will obtain happiness when you move to another place. And there's nothing wrong with this approach. And of course, in some ways it can work. Uh, if you're absolutely miserable in a job or relationship or a location and you move to somewhere else or you change jobs or in your relationship, it probably will make you happier a bit, at least hopefully at the beginning. The main issue with this approach, well, there are several issues. The first one is that it's often projected in the future. This means that if you're feeling frustrated or unhappy in the moment, your only solution is to plan or to anticipate or to think and visualize and imagine when you're finally in that new situation. So you can't find that peace and happiness and joy in the moment and you look to the future for salvation. This is an issue because you can't really control the future. It might not happen and you might need to find that groundness, that peace, that calmness, that happiness on the moment. That's one aspect that doesn't really work totally with this method. And of course, another aspect is that sometimes it's not possible. So of course, it is possible to get what you want when it comes to changing jobs or relationships or moving location. Hopefully that's possible. But there might just be some things in life that you can't have. Maybe you've lost someone in your life and you want them back and you can't have it. Or maybe you have a certain physical condition that can't be reversed. Or there are so many, so many moments in life where we just can't have that. And it can be something major like an illness or it can be something minor like just wanting the weather to be different that week because it's a grey and miserable week in winter. And on that moment you can't get what you want. So if this is your only way to find happiness, if your only way is to go into that default problem solver solution mode, 
Then there are times where you're going to feel very frustrated, annoyed, upset, unhappy, angry, because that problem solver in you, that one who always thrives to get what they want in order to find happiness, isn't satisfied and can't actually fix that problem. So this is the second uh, issue. So the first one, as I mentioned, is you're looking into the future for salvation. So you can't find it on the moment. The second one is that you can't always get what you want. And the third aspect in which this type of happiness doesn't really work is it always leaves you wanting more. And unfortunately, what I've noticed time and time again is that even when you do get that certain aspect or stage, your mind is already onto something else that's not working or not good enough. So let's say you do change job and you do get this better job, you're happy for a week, <laughs> if that, and then you suddenly think, <clears throat> no, that's not, you know, good enough for now my salary to increase, etc. So there's this constant lack and there's this feeling of never never being able to have all the elements you need to be happy. And so if we add all of these things together, the fact that you're looking at the future for salvation, the fact that sometimes it's not even possible, and the fact that even when it is possible, well, there's still more you want. And you think, well, that was good, but when I finally have my house, and when I finally have this, and the worst of all of this, so these were the three main aspects in which we, you know, that go against the way, the number one way we have to find happiness. And the worst of all of this is even if you get all of them and you take all the boxes, generally that's even worse. <laughs> it's so traumatic because then there's a part of you that thinks, oh, I'm not really feeling happy and satisfied, yet now I have it all. I have no excuse not to be what's wrong with me? And we get depressed. Um, and I interviewed, for example, Phil Pelusha, and he mentioned that when he first uh, became a millionaire, his whole sort of life crumbled and he was depressed. He picked up after that, but on the moment, that's what happened. And this is one example, and it can happen, uh, for example, it happened to a colleague of mine when he first bought his house. It can happen in so many moments where you think, oh, okay, this whole time, sometimes years, sometimes decades, you've been waiting for whatever it is, something in particular, and then you finally get it, you finally move to Thailand, you finally have your own business, you finally have maybe seven figures, you finally have bought a place, you're finally in a happy relationship, you've got all of it, and you're not happy. <laughs> so this is why this first method of hoping that we get happiness from something isn't really the most, yeah, it's not the best way. It, it can work a bit, Maybe you're excited to, you know, buy a new book, you buy that book and you're happy, sure, but it, it doesn't really work with long-term fulfillment. So this is the first method that most of us use and we've somehow learned it and it's also biological. We feel we'll be happy when we get whatever it is, a solution to any sort of problem or challenge in our life. Okay, so what's the second method? How else can you get happiness that's not like this? This is a favorite of cognitive behavioral therapists and people, the whole podcast like Brooke Castillo on the Life Coach School podcast or also on the French version with Clotilde Dussolier on in Change Ma Vie. Uh, these methods that are described and that are kind of linked to cognitive behavioral therapy are all around 
regulating our own emotions and our thoughts. The idea here is that if you're in a situation, let's take something simple, uh, the weather is bad, it's a terrible week, and you're feeling a bit low, uh, maybe you've got a cold, um, so sort of little things, you're feeling a bit low. And so in those moments, instead of asking and trying to get what you want and changing the weather and making yourself feel better, you start to change the way you're thinking about the situation. And this means, for example, focusing more on certain positive aspects in your life. This is where gratitude practice really helps, starting to notice all the things that are working well for you, etc., uh, etc. Et so this whole second way of getting happiness, it's quite deep. And I think I've done other episodes on this and I'll probably cover it also more in the future. But the whole idea is that you start to look at your thoughts and work with your thoughts. Write them all down change the patterns, start to think differently. This is where we go from more negative patterns of thought to more positive patterns of thought and also working with your emotions and what makes you feel better on a daily basis, incorporating more energizing practices with exercise and cold shower and meditation. And this is what the whole personal development field or a huge part of the personal development field is around finding this happiness, finding this fulfillment, this satisfaction through working on your brain. So instead of just being like, a kid, I want something. If I get something, I'll be happy. It doesn't work. We go to sort of more grown-up level. Okay, let me think what's going on in my mind, what's going on on a neurobiological level, and let me work with that. Let me put my body in harmony so I feel energized. Let me start to shift my thoughts and think, you know, differently and more positively, but not in a, not in, in that overly positive, weird way, but in that genuine positive shift of thought. What I mean by this is don't squash all of your thoughts, but instead learn to pivot them and change your perspective. This is where things like stoicism can come in hand. I've done episodes on stoicism before. So this is this whole second method. This method works pretty well. Let's face it, it's more practical. You can apply it all the time, even when things are really going down the drain. This is the sort of thing that, you know, Tony Robbins teaches, which change your state, state management. It's quite a, a powerful tool and probably the one I use most. Of course, sometimes I just want to, to obtain what I think will solve the problem. I'm like everyone, my brain still defaults to this, but Learning to shift my thoughts, learning to manage my emotions has really helped me to deal, uh, you know, reduce stress in my life and feel more content and grounded. Also thinking ahead of time, how do I want to feel today and putting things in place to feel that way. These things have helped me tremendously. So there's a lot, a lot of value in this. There's also a ton of content out there. I've done many episodes on this and and, you know, there's all of Tony Robbins content. There's all those podcasts by Brooke Castillo. And, and then in French, Change Ma Vie with Clotilde Dussoulier. All of these, fantastic. But, and you can tell there's going to be a but, it's not the ultimate level of happiness or joy or fulfillment or peace that we could obtain. So often when we get lost into personal development, we think, this is it. This is the solution, right? And when we first discover it, it's super exciting and it really, really, really does help. But it's a bit like, I don't know how else to explain it, but 
it's a bit like you're taking a tool that's really not that well adapted for happiness, and by that I mean the brain, and you're just trying to opti optimize it as much as possible. So it's a bit like having a computer that's not high performing, and you know you do all this stuff on it, and da -da -da, and then it gets better, but it's still a ten year old computer. It's not a brand new one. <laughs> and and I'm not suggesting you get a brand new brain. That's not the solution. And so what, what I mean by all of this is that this is great and do it and I do it and it's fantastic. But there's a third level of happiness. And this is really what got me thinking about the three levels of happiness is when I realized, but there's a shortcut. Instead of answering the demands from your brain and your mind or instead of changing the way you think and working on all of your emotions and stuff you can sort of <laughs> bypass it when you learn to connect a higher level of consciousness now for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, meditation or these practices uh, it might be hard for you to understand or to visualize this the easiest way I can put it is you know those moments where you're watching a sunset and you're just totally present and you feel calm and peaceful or when you're walking in nature in the forest and you can hear the birds see in those moments you're not trying to get something in particular and you're not trying to reframe your thoughts you just feel inside more connected more present more peaceful and that the third level and what's fantastic with that level of happiness is it's not a excitement, fast-paced happiness. It's a deep feeling of contentment and peace. And for those of you who already have a spiritual journey, you'll know exactly what I mean by this. And whether you follow an Enneagram pass of spirituality or Buddhism or looking at different philosophies or uh, you love Eckhart Tolle and the power. Now, all of this kind of says the same. And the same is that if you manage to be present, if you manage to connect a high level of consciousness, whether this is through being totally in flow when you're doing something or being fully connected with your surroundings, with the people in your life, whatever it is that makes you feel grounded and present, that's bypassing the brain and it's bypassing those sort of inner desire compulsions. So when you manage to do this, even if it's just occasionally, even if it's once a day, twice a day, you'll start to feel more happy and not in a bubbly, you know, strange sort of happiness, uh, ephemeral happiness, but in a deep grounded happiness. And this is this was my whole purpose with creating this episode on these three levels is I felt I suddenly had this insight and I thought, wait a minute, we always think we can get happiness just by obtaining something. That doesn't work. Then there's all this fantastic work with, you know, coaching, personal development, cognitive behavioral therapy that I believe in and it's amazing. Changing your thoughts, feelings, super, super useful. But if we all learned to just be more present, to be grounded, to meditate, to be more mindful, we don't have to do it as much, at least. We can still do it. But somehow it's it's a bypass and it, it, it works so well. Bypass, it still, uh, you know, demands a lot of work, but it will really help you to just feel good and happy and fulfilled. And this is what it's all about. And so I hope this is useful for you. It really, really is a topic that I'm super passionate about. And one of my main missions and goals in life is to support other people to find joy and happiness. And I think, okay, 
all these three levels are fine. I help people, you know, reach their goals. That's sort of that level one. I help people to deal with their emotions and reframe their thought. That's level two. And then I help them to rise above and be more present, be more conscious. That's level three. It's fine. And we need different ones at different times. And there's no judging here. But I hope that, you know, you start to apply some of these things and that you're able to tap into that other level of happiness and consciousness. Anyway, this episode is actually going to be released on my birthday. So happy birthday to me when this episode is released. And well, I, I couldn't think of a better topic for that day. And so wishing all of you an amazing, amazing 12th of July and a lot, a lot of happiness in your life. Thank you so much for tuning in today to The Focus Bee Show. I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. So let me know in an Apple review or YouTube comment what was most valuable for you. And feel free to share this episode with a friend or a family member. Wishing you a wonderful, magical and focused day ahead. 